Hi, faithful listeners. Sorry to interrupt the beginning of the podcast, but I've got two notes to pass on. Number one, we tried to do something different, and it resulted in some bad sound quality that I can't fix. So I've got some learning to do. Number two, at the end of the podcast, I say next week we're watching Days of Fuser Past. That's incorrect. Uh, Next week is X-Men First Class, for those of you watching along. Uh, Thank you. Enjoy the podcast. So, Stacy, Mm -hmm. I've got this super cool myth I just heard. (laughs) Okay. Okay. There's this dude named Don Blake, right? He's doing this Doctors Without Borders thing, right? And he's in the jungle, and he sees some, like, rock aliens that are, like, trying to kill people and stuff. So he hides in a cave. And uh, in the cave, he finds this walking stick, which is really cool because Dr. Blake is lame. They say lame a lot. I know that's not a word we use these days, but he has trouble walking. So it's, it's a thing, right? And so Uh he uses this walking stick he finds in the cave. And as soon as he strikes it on the ground for support, boom, he becomes the god of thunder. (laughs) Okay. You know the god of thunder. Yeah. um, I didn't know he had a walking stick. (laughs) (laughs) What are you even talking about? He becomes Thor and kicks all kinds of butt. But if he's separated from his hammer... For more than a minute, he turns back into lame Dr. Blake. Okay, is this a hammer or a walking stick? When he's Thor, it's a hammer, and when he's Dr. Blake, it's a walking stick. Okay, that's, um, that doesn't sound like any myth I've ever heard. Oh. Oh, you know what? I read it in a comic book. Well, that figures. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Jay. I'm Stacy. And this is Marvel Movie Night. This week on Marvel Movie Night, we watched Thor. Yeah, I was so excited. Well, we're going to help with that excitement. Because we have a special guest, our Loki correspondent, <laughs> a friend of the podcast since before there was a podcast, Gina! Hey! Hello! Hey, Loki correspondent, huh? <laughs> I was going to go with Loki lover, but hey, we can do it however you want. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've been listening long enough. I probably won't remember what I said the next time you're on. Probably. Completely different. <laughs> probably so. You'll well, just get promoted every time you come on. I will. We'll just keep adding. Yeah, that's right. We we'll keep adding things. So I'll start with your lowly correspondent. And then if I, I guess if I do okay, we'll go to lover. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll just keep moving up. But you know what? If I do horribly, we'll still keep moving up. It's all good. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Hey, it's it's like the army. You, you fill up. Fill up. That's right. All right. So, uh, Thor, PG-13 movie made by Marvel Studios and Paramount Pictures, released May of 2011. 
uh, written by Ashley Miller, directed by Kenneth Branch. Okay, don't kill a name. I don't do good with names, so why don't you tell us who was starring, babe? <laughs> Kat Dennings. I always say this out of order. Uh, Natalie Portman. Uh, and uh, he who shall be uh, known as Daddy Skarsgård. <laughs> uh, Anthony Hopkins. Freaking Idris Elba. Woohoo! Yeah. And uh, uh, Rene Russo, uh, who we know from Lethal Weapon. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, and the star of the show, as our daughter will tell you, uh, Tom Hilson. Tom Hilston. Tom Hilston. Now, did and, you see Tom before? I'm sorry? In anything else? Have you seen Tom in anything else? Um, I don't think so. I don't know him from before this movie, but after this movie, he blew up. He was in Conspiracy. And I hmm. did not recognize him. He was in Conspiracy with Stanley Tucci and Kenneth Branagh. Oh. And a few others. And he had a really small role in it. But yeah, oh. you're right. After that, after this, he kind of blew up. Yeah, Duke could have played um, uh, in Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. He would have been great in Harry Potter. Yeah, he, uh, he needed to have been, uh, well, I don't know. Uh, if he could have been, um, why am I not being able to think of his darn name? You know. The defense against the darks are dark arts wannabe. Oh, Snape. Snape, thank you. Uh, I would not have replaced Alan Rickman with him. But, no, but but if Alan Rickman wasn't available. Yeah, definitely, definitely Slytherin. Definitely yeah. should have been in Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, and then of course, uh, Daddy Scarsgard. Um, sorry, that's Chewbacca in the background. <laughs> <sighs> I thought she was going to go to sleep. She was yawning. Daddy Skarsgård is the origin of this decade's best actors. Um, one of his sons was Pennywise. And the other one has been in everything. I can't even pick one particular. Well, the other one everybody will know from True Blood. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, yeah, fair. Well, not everybody, but if, um, if they don't know him from True Blood, they're going to pause the podcast, go watch him True Blood, come back later. Yeah, and then they're going to wonder about your taste in TV shows. <laughs> we only watch that because of Rose. And, it, well, we call it the sexy vampire show because we can't ever remember the name of it. So that should tell you all you need to know. Well, I happen to love it until it got all fairy dust. Yeah. Yuck. Okay, so okay. Uh, so how much did they pay to make this movie, love? Uh, I don't. It was expensive. It looked expensive. I'm just gonna randomly say 350 million. Not even close. They only spent 150 on it. What? Yep, 150. Uh, I'm I'm kind of surprised. Opening weekend, it pulled in 66 million. Domestically grossed 181, worldwide grossed 449. It spent two weeks at number one. Okay. Uh, and it was in theaters for a total of 34 weeks. This is a new thing. I'm going to start saying how long it was in theaters. Oh, yay. I mean, we really just need more stats. Yep. We do. 
<laughs> okay, well, uh, what did you think of the movie, Gina? We're not there yet. Not yet, not yet. Not Why yet. Why not? Because he's got to tell you who, who it was up against in the theater. Oh, yeah, that's Thank right. you. Listen. Hi, my I name is Gina, and I listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> okay, right. Jay. Competition. So the competition for this movie was Fast Five. Ew. Yeah. Uh, a movie we liked with uh, Jim from The Office, Something Borrowed. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bridesmaids, which, you know, small oh. little comedy. You're funny. And two movies that released at the same week and both simultaneously dropped this movie from one to three. Okay. Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Uh-huh. And The Hangover 2. Mm. <laughs> the Hangover 2. Wow. Wow. That's hilarious. You know why? Because this movie was basic. Ugh. Basic. It's, it's carrying around a pumpkin spice latte and wearing Uggs. <laughs> oh, boy. That's harsh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Do they have socks on with the Uggs? I hope so. Okay. <laughs> Ew. Well, so oh. you switch from Burks to Uggs. You can't never. You can never tell. Oh Lord, have mercy. <laughs> what What's your hot take, Gina? Oh wow. Well, I got to tell you, you you're talking you're talking to a Marvel fan and a superhero fan, so. I I liked it. Now it wasn't. I will. I'm gonna say what you said, Stacey's actually fair because I mean it wasn't very involved plot sort of thing, but it was yeah. fun. And we got to see we got to see Thor, and we got to meet Loki and find out what was up with him. Yeah, and, uh, and, and Idris Elba is worth the price of admission as far as I'm concerned. Uh, we're just warm for his form. Hmm. He, I, I have an objection to that guy. I mean, he's attractive, yeah. Let's hear it. What's your objection? Uh, he ruined my favorite story of all time. He ruined it. Oh, my it. God. Stacy, don't say it. Oh, all his you know, I agree. I agree. The worst Stephen King movie, I, and I'm talking, for me, it was even worse than the, the uh, sentient trucks movie. I thought Dreamcatcher was bad. Dreamcatcher was awful. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but, it is no match. But if you if you have read the books and you understand the world that Stephen King created, the fact that Idris Elba was the main character—well, not even really a main character in the Dark Tower movie—it uh, wasn't really his story at all. It was like um, a a YA story. Yeah. Which would have been a good story if I wasn't expecting like a whole world to be developed. Right, right. Because yeah. I mean, I lived with that series, as you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you put off reading the last book for years. I sure did, and threatened people with death if they told me. <laughs> exactly. No one did. Yeah. No one so, did. I hold a little bit of a grudge, but I hold a grudge. That is fair, Stacey. That is absolutely fair. So I'm going to come down somewhere between these two. Okay. If 
if I hadn't been recently reading uh, early Thor books, then this movie would be pretty basic for me. Uh, it, there, there's not a lot to this plot. But having read the, the early Thor books, uh, learned how his stories come to Marvel readers, this movie is as, as true to that feeling as you can get in a modern movie. Okay, but, but you're supplementing your opinion of the movie with your comic book opinion. No, what I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is, is they, they brought the comics to life. Okay. They didn't, they didn't make a modern superhero movie. They made a Thor movie. Well, I wish they'd made uh, the whole movie in Asgard. Um, because, be, because I liked all of the Asgard stuff and didn't give a flying you-know-what about anything happening in Earth. The Earth yeah. realm is boring. This this bit where Loki tricks Thor into doing something stupid and then Odin banishes him to Earth and then he has to earn his right back into Asgard. Yeah. This is straight out of the books. It happens so many damn times. Yeah, it's also straight out of me growing up with a little brother. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, mixed reviews. Yeah, and that, you know, that that is good to know as someone who did, didn't come from the comic. You know, just just going on the film. I I appreciate that. I appreciate it was very true to the origins and everything. Yeah, the, the, my problem is my perspective is from being really into Thor and that mythology as a young kid, and then they they talk about this being the Thor origin story, and it's so not. Well, and. Loki specifically in the comics is set up as a a tricksy little jealous bitch from the beginning. Yeah, which is which is dead on. The first time we meet Loki in the comics, he's actually been imprisoned in a tree because he did something wrong, and he's not allowed to leave the tree until somebody sheds a tear for his plight. Well, he catches some dude walking underneath the tree. And he magics the tree to poke the guy in the eye and therefore make him cry. And then, boom, Loki is free. Huh? <laughs> Does not surprise me one bit. Uh, so, I was confused at first because Loki was, Loki was the voice of reason. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. wait, I'm confused because that is absolutely not this guy's character. And then I kind of saw the twinkle in his eye while he was talking to his brother, and I'm like, oh, I've used this trick before. <laughs> he's, he's always planning something. Yeah. And I yeah. think um, what I like, I, I relate so much because I'm like, man, Loki is anyone who has ever had an older sibling, like I do, who, mm -hmm. who always kind of rode that line between admiration and resentment. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And so I totally, that's why I like to say, that's why I'm a Loki lover, because I, 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 I'm like, hey, that might be me. <laughs> <laughs> because I get it. Yeah. Like how you talk about, you know, you talk about your brother a lot and everything, I'm telling you, mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, my sister is Thor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could see that. Yeah, I can see that. 
a good way. Like, Thor. yeah, well, that's what I say. You, 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 you robbed that line. You robbed that yeah. line. All right. So, should we dive in? Sure. Go dive for it. Deep, okay. Dive deep. All right. So, we do get uh, the Marvel Studios opener. It's slightly longer than it has been in a while. We go to a picture of the sky in uh, Puente Tigno, New Mexico. Wow, Jeremiah, that is not how you pronounce that. Yeah, do better. Well, I'd have to look at it. Okay, then spell it for me. It. J. Huh? Spell it for me. It. Uh huh. Well, you have to give me more than that. That's how you spell it. Oh God, Dad, all the way. <sighs> Jeremiah. Yeah, it went over my head twice. Yep. <laughs> Yes. Well, you know, you know why it went over my head. I wasn't expecting my husband to be an idiot. Fine. You know what? You can mispronounce it and sound like a dork. All right. So we're looking at the sky in New Mexico. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We've got old man Scarsgard and one of the broke girls. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> watching the sky with Jane Foster. Yeah, you kept acting acting like I was supposed to know who Jane Foster was. Okay, so Jane Foster. Is she has been with Thor from the beginning? She started out as his nurse when he was Doctor Don Blake, was his his alternate persona, uh -huh. uh, which is why it's really interesting that they use Blake later. She started out as his nurse slash love interest. She takes off for a while. He ends up like wanting to marry her and taking her to Asgard, uh, even though Odin's like no mortals are allowed in Asgard. And they give her the powers of a god for a little while. And she's like, ah, this is too much for me. Um, but later, uh, she'll end up being deemed worthy and picking up the hammer. Jane Foster is important, and we will see her again. In fact, we'll see all of these people again. Okay. Mm. All right. Go for it. Um, yeah, so they're checking out uh, atmospheric discharges. Um and then some storms start happening. And I really like, I, you know, I did not, for some reason, did not catch. I was so caught up with her being from the Broke Girl show. I did not catch the, the intern's name. Oh. Oh. Uh, you know what? Is, I it didn't... Darcy? Is it Darcy? Darcy, yes, good. So Darcy uh, starts chasing the, the lights in the sky. And Jane wants her to go faster. And she's like, I'm, I'm not dying for six college credits. <laughs> so Jane starts trying to steer from the passenger seat. This is where Stacy exclaimed at the TV. Well, yeah, because that's I would have beat her ass. <laughs> what? She, she grabbed the steering wheel from the uh, passenger side. Right. And started jerking the wheel. Because uh, Darcy was trying to save them, and she was trying to drive straight into the whatever it was, the uh, the disturbance. I would have killed her. Yeah, but I'm, I'm with her. I don't think I would have been out there for six me, me little credits, man. <laughs> we get that. You know, and then Jane hits somebody. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. She's like, where did he come from? And I'm like, 
what do you mean? He probably was standing there the whole time. You were the one driving like a crazy person. And I, I love that Darcy's like, technically that was your fault. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> um, so then we, we do a flashback to 965 AD in Norway. Um, we get one of the best voices in Hollywood giving us a voiceover. That wasn't Morgan Freeman. I said one of the best. <laughs> it's Anthony Hopkins. Anthony, oh, where are you? Voice? I don't know. I, I, I love his voice. I, I, like, no, I like his voice. I like his voice. Uh, I also... And after all, he's the reason that I could not get through very much at all of Silence of the Lambs because that voice kind of crawls up the spine a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, so I couldn't even get to get through it. So, yeah. He yeah, I would, I would rather have lunch with a real serial killer than have lunch with him. Right? He scares me. <laughs> I'm telling you, when that when that voice can like get inside you, man, shut it down and go home. <laughs> <laughs> so he's telling us of the last time the frost giants crossed the um, crossed into the realm of man, uh, and they were they were trying to take over, and Asgard showed up and saved our asses. Um. War ensued. It was it was an all right fight scene. It, it wasn't anything special. Um, but at the the end of this, we find out Odin lost his eye in the fight, um, and then took the battle to their world, killed the king, and stole a treasure. Yeah, I think as um, one does. Yeah, I don't think we should have watched the new Lord of the Rings show before we watched this. <laughs> because it that show really made this TV show or the movie look bad. I, I mean, think we would have. I think I would have liked this better if I hadn't been shown this magnificent example of uh, theater. That's fair. And she said, "I can get with you now, Stacy, to where you say it's it's basic because, like I say, when you um, you know, when you go to someone else's realm and you wreck stuff, you always take a souvenir." <laughs> So that's, yeah, I mean, you, I can see what you're on. Yeah, they're going to take something. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Jay. Sorry. Go ahead, Jay. Oh. All right, so then we move on to uh, young uh, Thor and young Loki. And even as a friggin' 10-year-old, Thor is just straight-up bloodthirsty. But what I caught in this scene more than anything else is that, like, Odin starting the rivalry Early. Me too. Oh, I wrote that down. In my notes, I wrote that down, Jay. Because he said, you know, he he says that basically both of them can do it. Yeah. Right? One of you is going to get to be king, but you were both born to be. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you want your kids to, to grow up to try and kill each other? No, but if you think about it, that's a hint to who Loki really is. Fair. Not that Loki would know that. Oh, it was an asshole hint just for his own amusement. Yeah, okay. But technically, Loki is the the son of the uh oh, what the ice guy, the you know shit. The frost giant. Frost giant. <laughs> he's the frost giant's son, so he's supposed to be their king. 
So it makes sense that he says that. It's just, but I have to tell you, this is how parents, when you have two kids, especially two sons, this is how people do that. Um, that sibling rivalry thing is no joke. You say that again. What that the sibling the sibling rivalry is no joke. It my, is no my, joke. Yeah, my sisters, my sister and I are. Uh, uh, let's see. She was born in March of one year. I was born in May the next year. Oh, that's funny. We are in. We are very, very close. I I was born in August, and my brother was born in July. Eighteen months later. Wow. Yeah. I grew up as an only child. Yeah, so, so yeah. you were so you you're the oldest, right, Stacy? Yeah. Now, did you ever tell your little brother that your mother found him on the porch? I told And you didn't and she didn't want to keep my mom didn't no, my sister didn't want me to keep. We didn't want me to stay. But my mom said, Well, she's on the porch. I told my little brother uh when we were very little, I think he was maybe six. Mm -hmm. That our parents had been kidnapped by robots and that our parents were replacement robots. And that um, the reason that mom always knew when he was doing something behind her back is because she had eyeballs literally in the back of her head. Wow. Yeah. I, I told them not to bring him home. <laughs> yeah, see, like I said, my sister told my mom not to bring me in from the porch. Yeah, listen. Well, that kind of set it up with, hey, mom wanted me. Jay has the privilege of having grown up an only child, but mm. then having a younger brother that's only four years younger than him as an adult. Oh, wow. Okay. So he has the friendship and companionship without any of the rivalry. And it takes so stinking long to get to the friendship. Yeah, and companionship because me and me and Bev tried to kill each other until she left for college. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling well, you. Anywho, but yeah, that, like you say, the the sibling rivalry. So, yeah. so what's happening now, Jay? So uh, Thor grows up cockier than ever. Um, we get a scene of him coming in, and he is just everybody's cheering for him. So, like that'll blow your head up a little bit. But he is just so full of himself walking up to that that. Uh, a throne. And it's not immediately apparent, but uh, it, we come to find out that this is supposed to be the moment where Odin gives the crown to Thor to take over the Asgard. Um, and as Thor is swearing his oaths, he's, he's oathing to be awesome. <laughs> oathing. He's oathing. We get some frost giants come in and start attacking the king. And just before Odin gives up his crown, he's like, uh, we're going to war. Like the split second. Yeah. I think he even whispers, frost giants. <laughs> um, and that's a, a quick but brutal fight. Uh, nothing really special out of that fight scene, I don't think. Afterwards... Thor wants to follow them back to Jotunheim, the land of the Frost Giants, uh, and attack them at their home. And Odin says no. Well, and why does he say no, though? Because that does seem like a, a little bit of a weak position. But he doesn't want to upset the, the, the balance they've got. Because like he said, you know, you can't go after the whole lot of them 
because of the actions of a few. Yeah, but you don't know that it's just act of a few versus, you know, the king. You don't know that you, you until know, you go over there and be like, hey, call, like the ones who do storm the castle. Well, so this is diplomacy versus uh, military action, right? Yes. Well, uh, go figure. I'm on Thor's side and we should kill everybody. <laughs> I am. Are you why? Why? Why did you kill it? Kill them all, and you know. Well, okay, right things so, so I have a kingdom. They have come in, and obviously somebody has helped them get in there because they went right to what they were going for, right? But you um, don't know that yet. Well, I mean, they pretty much know it. I mean, they know that they they got to the weapons area, right? And they were pretty deep in and. Somebody had to help them. They didn't. They shouldn't have known where to go. Uh, you know, I am just all for going back and saying, um, "You fucked with us first, so you broke the peace, not me." And you have to, you have to do a show of strength. Otherwise, they're going to think that they can come back anytime they want to. Stacy's all about bringing a gun to a knife fight. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I'm really mad about you, by the way. <laughs> I have always been like this. I, it's how I was raised. I blame my daddy. And I'm a little, you know, I, I am not complete, you know, and total diplomacy, but by the same token, I guess I want to, I'm an information gatherer, you know? Yeah. Make sure I know what's up before I chop people's heads off. Well, but if somebody broke into your house, you wouldn't be like, okay, dude, let's sit at the table and find out what it is you want. You'd shoot Yes, him. but if somebody broke into my house, I wouldn't go after their daddy either. <laughs> I take care of them. Yeah, you know I'm not coming to your house and killing all your kin, but I am well, going to kill you. I guess it depends on how much harm he does. I mean, I, I I would have a tempered reaction. It depends on how much harm he does when he breaks into my house. Okay, okay. He kills my dog, and I'm going to kill everybody he's ever met. Okay, I'm just saying. Yeah, well, I mean that's a special circumstance, though. <laughs> Okay. Take my bowl, take my car, kill my dog, it's on. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I guess I guess I would go with that. But generally speaking, like I said, I just want to have all the information so I can make sure that I'm chopping the correct heads off and only those heads. Well, that's fair. That's okay. Fair. Your take? Yeah, no, I, I think that if you can keep the peace, a little bit of swallowing an insult is okay. Mm. Unless you're in a situation where swallowing the insult is just going to provoke more insults. Because sometimes you just have to drop that bomb. This is why he's married yes. to me. Uh-huh. Because somebody has to jump up and be like, you know, you're about to die. Prepare. Mm-hmm. I am that person. I I would I would rather... I would rather feel a little slighted than start a blood feud for the ages. Oh, well. <laughs> and with me, I just want to make sure my blood feud is just. Again, well, you know what? The three I'm of killing us, the right folks. The three of us would make a really nice team, a well-rounded <laughs> team. Oh, absolutely. I would so face the zombie apocalypse with you guys. <laughs> if you can find us. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, if you, I could find you. You'd have to find us first. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jay. Yeah. 
Well, Thor Odinson doesn't take this no very well himself, and he throws a tantrum like a donkey. He's flipping over tables and screaming and, and uh, talking shit about the All-Father. Uh, yeah, that was an embarrassing reaction. Yeah, he's definitely ready to be king, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and his friends are kind of backing him up a little bit. Yeah. But what really happens is Loki sees an opportunity uh, to start whispering in his ear. Well, but the, the reverse psychology here is is absolute perfection. Yeah. Um, because Loki knows he's not going to have a calm and tempered reaction to any of this. And and if anybody asks, he Loki can say, I told him not to do that. It's excellent. But, but I you know, with- Loki's also known for his intelligence, you know? Yeah. yeah. But I went with him anyway because I had my brother's back. Yeah. Right. Loki Loki may not have come out in uh on the top, but he he started out with a pretty good plan. Yeah, it it would have worked too if he hadn't um he laid the lying on a little bit too thick. Yeah, throughout the movie, absolutely. Yeah, Loki needs to let his insecurity get in the way. Yeah, if he hadn't gone to see Thor and say, Dad's dead, Mom said you can't come back, then Thor probably wouldn't have tried to come back. Yeah, yeah, and we'll we'll, we'll knock that when we get there. Yeah, okay. yeah, not there yet. Not yet, not yet. Because our next scene is being introduced to Hemdall, the, the guardian of the Rainbow Bridge, the Bifrost. Hemdall is a really interesting character in the comic books. He's, he's much like the uh, Idris, Idris, I cannot pronounce his name either. Idris uh, Elba? Yeah, much like he was portrayed in the movie, he's very quiet and reserved. Um, but he won that position to guard the Bifrost because his eyesight was so good. And they, they end up playing it up like a superpower. He can see beyond the realms. But he is a super observant, super reserved, um, very patient character in the comics. And uh, he he earned that position guarding the Bifrost through some serious trials in the comics. So he was is... a he was a pretty good character in the movie. Uh, he was he was badass a couple of times. Yeah, and I mean even this scene, right? Like he's not supposed to let them go take the fight to the Frost Giants. Yeah, he knows that's not what Odin wants. He's not he he loyal to Odin to a fault, but he's gonna go ahead and let them slip through. Uh, he's gonna get them there because he failed to protect the realm. Yes. So it's he's he's bending the rules because of his honor. And I, I really like that. I really like this character. I like the way he said so few words, but they all came with that punch, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like when he said, um, when uh, Thor told him he didn't have any plans to die today, oh, and he just said yeah. so perfectly, none do. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I do. So I did. I like I his character a bunch, too. Well, and we get uh, a tiny bit of exposition here where uh, he tells them that if, if he were to turn, leave the Bifrost on and it would all the way, it would destroy the realm. So this sets us up for the end of the movie. So that's not a surprise at the end. Um, the team lands on Jotunheim 
and starts working their way to the, the throne where the, the, the king of the frost giants tells Thor that the house of Odin is full of traitors. Rude. Not one. No. Well, a whole lot of them. And we find out he, he, in this scene that Thor is definitely no Jean-Luc Picard. <laughs> he, there is no diplomacy in this man. Not a bit. Stacy. <laughs> yes. That's, no, I'm saying that's Stacy. That's Stacy-ish. Just, just banging heads. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Loki's here. Like, Loki kind of doesn't want to, like, Loki definitely doesn't want to die. But he he's kind of egging the situation on altogether. And telling Thor to stand down and, and poking at him while making it seem like he's backing him up. It was, there was some, some gymnastics there. Yeah, that's that little that that mistress coming through. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> I, I so like him. <laughs> yeah. And it seems like everything's gonna be all right. They're gonna get away, and then some frost giant runs his mouth as as Thor's walking away. We call him a girl. <laughs> yeah, I didn't catch that. Yeah, but he said princess. And you don't go call him Thor, Thor a girl. Okay, well, that makes so much more sense now. I somehow missed that. Yeah, yeah, he said he's a princess. <laughs> Full disclosure, I've only seen this movie a gazillion times, and I watched it twice for good measure before this. <laughs> I don't want y'all to think I'm just coming off the hip 10 years ago. But yeah. yeah. So, right, but I, like I say, I, it's, it's one of my faves. One of my faves. But anyway, anything with Loki in it's my faves. But you got it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like I said, you can't call for a girl. Okay, well, that makes so much more sense now. Yeah, why were you, were you like, hey, what happened? Yeah, a what little bit. Yeah, it's, I, I mishear things sometimes. Well, and also, for some reason, this movie was super quiet last, when we watched it. Yeah, me, no, it, I don't think it was, because I was thinking that maybe it was just when Heimdall was speaking, it was kind of low-key, but now that you say that, yeah, I think you're right. We turned the volume all the way up, and I was still having trouble hearing. Like even the action scenes having trouble hearing. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would agree. Not, you know, not think about it. Yeah. Was were we watching that on uh, Disney, Disney Plus? Plus? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Yeah, as was I, because all of my um, all of my Blu-rays of the Marvel stuff is in storage right now. Huh. So I'm having to do Disney. Okay. Well, maybe Disney's just uh. Was having a combo problem then. I don't know. Somebody should write them a, a letter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, sure. So we have a pretty good fight scene. I um, I liked Loki showing his his tricksy side. Mm -hmm. Um, and and we got to see Sif being pretty badass. Um, a couple of the other the Warriors three were were badass. Um. Yeah, and I would just like to point out that Volgstang, he is what I think Thor should look like. And I yeah. think that they they miss uh they misplaced him in that part. They should have made him Thor. So Volgstang is about two hundred pounds heavier than that in the comics. 
Hmm. He's he is a a lump of a man. Yeah, but that that actor would have made a great Thor. Oh, I, I don't I don't understand why everybody likes Chris Hemsworth so much. Really, you don't? Yeah, from the neck up, he's just blah. I mean, he he works hard on his body, and that's obvious. But eh, I don't get it. Because he because just like people like him, Stacy, just for the reason that you said. Dude is basic. He is your basic buff, blue eye, blonde hair, great teeth dude. Yeah. He's not going to like that. Yeah, I, I think the red-headed, uh, bearded guy was was much more attractive. Well, you know, uh, Chris Hemsworth, the work, which, you know, that never, that never floated my boat because, you know, I like interesting things. <laughs> you know, like I said, yeah, everybody likes him. He's either going to be on a surfboard, on a motorcycle, or at Starbucks. You know, whatever. Just don't. Yeah. You know. And, no, and I get, it, I get it though. I get it. Yeah. And one other thing I wanted to point out from this fight scene is that I do not understand why Thor's friends are loyal to him, because during that fight, he paid zero attention to the fact that any of them were in trouble, even when one of them got friggin' stabbed. Thor's just off doing his own thing, not paying attention to the fight. It wasn't until that giant monster came and he had a chance to show off his I can fly with my hammer uh, powers that he he really engaged his friends. You don't think he felt like his friends could handle themselves from when from when back when they were on Asgard and he was kept singing their praises? Yeah, certainly they can handle themselves, but when one of them's in trouble, you stop being all happy that you're taking out four dudes at once and you go get by his side. In fact, when you're fighting in battle like that, you fight at your buddy's side regardless of whether or not they can handle themselves. Hmm. Okay. It just, he was, he was in it for the, the glory of the fight, not for the, the purpose of the fight. Um, well, okay. Uh, which is, uh, I, I would say, which is totally characteristic of Thor. Well, yeah. that makes sense because if you think of if you think of that culture, right? They go to battle, um, and then they come home, and everybody sings their praises. They sing songs about their battles. You know, it's a big deal. Like, look, I was heroic, and you know, everybody reveres you for that. Mm. So he's just—it's just the teenager. Like, he just can't wait. To get out on the open road and do his own thing, you know, it's it it's it's a lack of a lack of wisdom and a lack of age. That's all it is. Well, and that's pretty much what Daddy says when he comes to save them. Right. Uh, it's like just let this let this be the actions of a child. Yeah, I mean, which I mean, it essentially was. But the the frost giant's not about it. He's like this. This is not over, and so Odin takes everybody home. Come on, gang. Let's go. <laughs> I can do my horse thing. Let's go. <laughs> and then we get a scene that would never, at least in the 10 years of Thor that I've read so far, this scene would never have happened in the comics. No matter how mad Thor gets, how how much he feels like Odin is mistreating him, he would never like straight up get in Odin's face and yell at him. I wondered about that. Yeah, well, I mean, you wouldn't. His if you know the the myths, his daddy's a scary dude. You would never. 
like you would he would actually yell at his dad like I would actually yell at mine like <laughs> do it and duck at the same time you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. and I would think that you know he that besides his dad that respect of the throne you don't you just don't talk to the all father king like that no no, no. absolutely not and uh, what was what was Loki going to say before Odin cut him off? I, I don't, uh, I didn't get the motivations there at all. Uh, when, 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 uh, when, when was this? Well, right as Odin's about to banish Thor, Loki acts like he's going to speak up for Thor, on behalf of Thor, and Odin's like, "Shut up." I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That must have got past me the the twelfth or thirteenth time as well. <laughs> I think he. Uh, I think he was just pretending like he was going to say something. Yeah, that might be it. That yeah, that you know, that could be. That's that's a tactic that uh, I would have used. Like, oh no, don't punish my brother and send him far, far away. Because when he does get ready to say something to him, he says something to him. Yeah. So Odin strips Thor of his power, his title, and his hammer, and banishes his ass to Earth. Why is that so often a punishment for other, <laughs> yeah, other get beings? Yeah, our Asgard. Earth is a punishment. And you gotta think, that's pretty sad considering all the realms and everything. If Earth is a punishment, what does that say about Earth, man? Right? Yeah. <laughs> they, they were just on Ice Planet. <laughs> yeah, you know, he could probably start more trouble on Ice Planet than he could on Earth. That's fair. Well, I mean, not with his power strip. Those frost giants aren't nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. Fair. And they already don't like him and think he's just like a, you know, useless little gnat or whatever who thinks he's big and bad. <laughs> <laughs> so then we catch back up to the start of the movie. Yeah. Um, Darcy's hollering she knows CPR. If, if, if they need CPR, she knows <laughs> <laughs> and then after Thor wakes up, there's a, a little bit of confusion, and Darcy goes ahead and teases him. Well, but first, <laughs> Thor says, You dare threaten me, Thor, with so puny a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> and then he hits the ground oh, like he's never had any power. <laughs> You would think he would understand when Daddy says, I'm taking away your power. You would think he would understand what that meant. I get the impression that this is the first time he's ever actually been punished like this before. Oh, well, fair. Okay. I am hard-headed. Hard-headed on top of it. Yeah, it seems like Dad has finally had enough. And he's like, okay, you're going you're gonna to learn how to be better. It, it happens in the comics about once a year. So. <laughs> you know, to me, that, was, that makes it way less exciting. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, so as they're loading him into the, the van to take him to the hospital, we see what Darcy calls Mew Mew falling from the sky. <laughs> well, uh, they, they say it like three different ways in the movie. Yeah, how would you pronounce his hammer? Well, I pronounce it Molnier, but okay. but I I feel like that is not correct. I thought it was Molnier, like I are. I uh, I don't know, but you know I've been a Southern all my life, so 
<laughs> yeah, I, I think it might be uh, just the difference in the actors' accents, honestly, because I, I don't know. I think that we know I don't rely on my pronunciation of anyone. No, babe, we weren't asking you. <laughs> no, but yeah, we still love you, so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there was more near. So they get Thor to the hospital. Uh, they're about to draw some blood, and he just, he goes ape shit, throwing people around. So he didn't take away all, the, I mean, like, not all of his power was uh, Thor power. No, I mean, he's still ripped. He's and like, he was trained in Asgard combat, and, you know, doesn't he have some, like, does he just have some sort of innate, <clears throat> innate Asgard superhuman strength? Yeah, so in the comics, when he gets stripped of his, his power, when he no longer gets to use the power of the hammer, he's still stronger than a normal human. Um, I don't think that they, they did that for the movie. It looks to me like they had him at about Steve Rogers' strength. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy who's been training all his life, and for him, all his life training in combat is centuries, if not millennia. Um, so he he can hold his own in a fight with or without superhuman strength. Okay, so I looked up how to pronounce the name. Okay, Mew-Mew? go ahead. <laughs> it's Mjolnir. 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 Oh yeah, I'm never gonna get that. It's it should sound like meow. But replace the W with an L. Mjolnir. Mjolnir. So, you heard it here first. <laughs> Mjolnir is near. There you go. <laughs> and some dude in the pickup truck finds Mjolnir uh, in the desert, in the middle of a, a, a crater, and tries to pick it up in camp. Then we jump to Jane and the gang uh, looking at some blurry pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, and some constellations and jumping to wormholes and, and interdimensional travel. Yeah, that was a that was a heck of a leap of logic there. Yeah, but then so your head doesn't spin too much. They go right back to the trucker scene. <laughs> well, not before Jane runs over Thor with her truck again. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. I <laughs> was that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, so then we're out in the desert and we're having a, a party to see who can pick up the hand. And uh, this this rings very true. Like everybody's calling their buddy saying, hey, there's this tiny little hammer. Nobody can pick it up. Uh, you've got to see this. <laughs> and can you bring some beer and stuff to throw on the grill while you're at it? Oh, hell yeah, we're going to have a party. Because any excuse to grill out. <laughs> yeah. A very certain scene. Um, yes, yes, it was. So then some old man gets the idea that he's going to move the hammer with a pickup truck uh-huh. and rips the bed off the back of his truck. Anybody recognize that old man? I liked that. <laughs> I did. I liked that. I was like, yeah, if you're going to do Southern, do it all the way. And Stan the Man is not worthy. <laughs> no. I, I like that. Technically, his truck wasn't worthy. And then we get the the after credit scene for Iron Man uh, with Coulson looking down at the the, the hammer pickup party uh, and saying that he'd found it. Coulson has got to be one of my one of my favorites too. Yeah, he does. He he's just he's got to be he's got to be one of my favorites. I haven't seen him yet in a position where I can like him. 
Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I won't do any foreshadowing of anything. Okay. Because all I've seen uh, and, and nabs everybody's research. Uh, and he's bossing people around and, you know. And he always seems to know where everybody is. Yeah, he's 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 a representative of the uh so and Stacy has no reason to trust Shield at this point. No. Stacey, what'd you say? You don't you don't trust Shield at this point. Yeah, I, I have no reason to yet. Okay. Um, they don't really see it's like you know, if you find an alien in your backyard, the last thing you would do is tell the government. Right, right. Because they can't be trusted. Right. I would call somebody who I knew prior was cool with aliens. And then we jointly decide what we were going to do. Exactly. Like if E.T. Okay, shows yeah. up, uh, I am not calling the cops. No <laughs> way. <laughs> you know what? It'd be the ALF situation. Do you remember ALF? Vaguely. They, I don't remember what happened with him, though. He crash lands in their backyard, and he just ends up living with them. Um, oh, okay. At a first step to yeah, they just keep him. So he didn't just have to do any ET phone home type stuff. Not really. Okay. Okay. Yeah, like I said, I vaguely remembered that. I wasn't into. Um, I wasn't too into stuffed animals infiltrating real people. <laughs> real people's homes. Um, we get a we get a quick Easter egg um, where we mm -hmm. find out that Don Blake is Jane Foster's ex. Yes, that's right. So, as I alluded in the in the intro, Don Blake used to be Thor's um, alter ego. He was a doctor that could turn into Thor, uh, do the Thor stuff, and then turn back into Dr. Blake and do some doctoring stuff. Um, this was created because back then all all heroes needed a a easy weakness, right? Iron Man would run out of electricity a lot. And uh, the Human Torch could only be on fire for a little while, and then he would he would extinguish. Spider Man was always running out of web fluid and money. Um, <laughs> now, Jay, is this why Blake's clothes automatically fit Thor? No, I think th this is just an Easter egg. They're not sticking to that. Okay. What we find out later in the comics is that Don Blake never really existed. Uh, apparently, mm. Thor was getting too cocky, so uh, Odin created a alter ego for him and threw him on Earth and turned him into the human, forgetting that he was Thor. Oh, oh. yeah, um, and it got super convoluted, but it ended up getting rid of that weakness. So, Don Blake is uh, if, if you come into the comics reading like after the 80s and 90s, you may not even know who Don Blake is. Okay. But it's really cool that they made him Jane Foster's ex because, mm -hmm. you know, they dated while back in the 70s. <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a deep cut reference right there. It is. <laughs> it is. Um, so we go back to Asgard. Thor's friends are, are sitting around pissing and moaning about Thor. Um, Loki admits to them that he snitched, uh, which I don't know why he would do that. Because as he said, he had to save their lives. Well, that's fair too. Because he, he, that's fair. He didn't know he was going to come out of it alive. I, I like this. 
Um, and they that Thor's friends start wondering if if Loki might have been the one that uh, was the traitor. Right. They're like, you know, you know, he was, you know, you know, you know, whispering. You know, he was never right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, he really didn't. You know, he always had the end for Thor. That kind of stuff. And then we uh, we get a scene uh, with Loki and Odin discussing Loki's true origin. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorites. One of my favorites in the whole movie. Yeah, this is. I don't know how this stands up to like actual North Norse myth, but I do like this as a as a story point for these characters. Yes. As far as I know, it's it. That's not part of the myths. Um, I do know that in a lot of uh, fantasy texts or, or novels, specifically like Game of Thrones, if you fight somebody and you you beat them, uh, you would often take one of their children, uh, even sometimes their eldest, into the, your home as a ward and raise them as kind of protection against starting the war over again, right? Okay. You're not going to attack me because I've got your son. Good Lord. And at the same time, he grows up in my home. He gets to understand my ways. So when I send him back, he's more likely to be friendly. Yeah. So, These guys hostage. clearly didn't understand psychology very well. <laughs> <laughs> so hostage slash um, peace treaty. Yeah. So Loki beat him up to him the entire damn time. The like girls got treated that way, but them doing that to boys seems kind of far fetched. <laughs> well, you know, because women were used as as bargaining chips. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, they just marry a daughter off, right? And yeah. Daughter, who cares? But Unfortunately. Taking your son, you know, that's important. Well, I suppose. And then after after all the beans are spilled and Loki now knows who he is, uh, he starts getting a little upset with Odin and Odin just goes ahead and falls asleep. <laughs> Which is just like, okay, way to end the argument, Odin. <laughs> Pass out. Yeah, I mean, that'll do it. Every time. <laughs> I don't but know. I'm like, you know, you were all in, when Thor when Thor said some stuff, oh, you got all in his shit and banished him. But Loki, you're just like, not nice. <laughs> now I'm taking an Odin nap. Yeah, now they yeah. made mention that this had happened before, but this time they had they weren't prepared for it. Do yeah. we really know what that was? The Odin sleep Yeah, yeah, what is that? The Odin sleep is a regeneration process. Every so often, he he has to go to sleep and regain his power. And he can't be disturbed while he's sleeping. So somebody else takes over the realm for a while. He takes a nap. He wakes up, and he's, he's super powerful again. Okay. Huh? Um, anytime he's, he's been awake too long or he's close to death, um, anytime he's... Pushed himself too far. He'll he'll just go to sleep. Asgard. Yeah. And it's just, just without like there's no warning or anything. Jay, he just like he did with uh, Loki. He just no, I'm, hey, just, I'm getting weak and I fall out. He doesn't usually just pass out while he's in the middle of the conversation. He's like 
it's it's kind of like a bear going into hibernation. You know, like, oh, okay. He knows it's going to happen. He prepares for it. And this is part of the reason why we were setting Thor up to be king, right? Because Thor's going to take over the throne. Odin's going to go take a nap. Oh, and then okay. In a hundred years or so, he'll come back. He'll be all. He'll wake up. He'll have breakfast, um, and then he'll start being the asshole in charge again. Okay, that makes that makes total sense. But I thought I was hoping that there was something else to it because, like I say, that for such a really good scene, I was kind of mad that. Odin just seemed to go all narcoleptic. Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't put you know, any context or anything. So I was, I was like, what the hell? Yeah, it definitely helps to have context on that. Yeah. Confused. Yeah, so we jump back down to Earth. And Thor's putting away some food like crazy. Uh, he likes coffee so much he throws his, his cup in the room. <laughs> now, Stacey, how does that jive with North myth Norse mythology? No, that works. Okay. That that works. It's like, um, you know, flinging your food. Like you're done with your bones, so you fling them on the floor. Um, yeah, that's a that's a very... <laughs> yeah, that, that totally works. Um, okay. Um, if you watch uh, the Vikings shows and stuff, they, they, ha they have that kind of behavior. Oh, okay. So then some dude walks in talking about the hammer out in the desert. And Thor decides he's going to go after it. Skarsgård uh, talks Jane into taking him. So he's just he's just going to walk 50 miles east. Um, then we, we see she... got to get a ride first. Yeah. Um, he stopped at a pet shop. A pet store. Oh, yeah. To get a horse. Look, that's kind of cute. Yeah, it was. I like that. That was a good scene. And when dude's like, we only have dogs and, and cats and rabbits, he's like, give me one big enough to ride. <laughs> yeah, they did. At times, they really did that fish out of water thing kind of cute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we get a scene. Uh, Shield is stealing uh, Jane's stuff. Yeah, stealing. Emphasis on stealing. Well, mm -hmm. to be fair, he did have a check. He said this should cover uh, the cost. Yeah, but um, as she said, she built most of that equipment herself, and money doesn't cover the time and effort of research. If you built it, then you can build it again. Yeah. Um, this would... I don't like that guy yet. Because <laughs> that's, that's really not... You can't recreate natural phenomena. To On the other hand, he did offer the player. Yeah, yeah I want to know how much that check was for. Um... So Skarsgård says he used to know a scientist that did experiments with Gamma, and when S.H.I.E.L.D. showed up, he was never heard from again. Oh, who would he be referring to? That? I mean, it's got to be a reference to Banner, but um, they're not really, they don't really travel in the same circles. Uh, Jane's friends, well, really, honestly, this guy is, I don't know who this guy is. Uh, I've not really met him in the comics, so he's it, got to be. Like, Banner's the only one that does gamma experiments that I'm, I'm aware of. Yeah. Well, I mean, but people, you know, know each other across the country. That's if fair. they're interested in the same things. Yeah, they, they read each other's work. Yeah. So it makes sense. Um, and uh, it was that he'd never, he'd never heard from Banner again because um, after he became the Hulk, he was no 
or just a scientist or a, a teacher? Yeah, he was working in a soda factory down in Mexico. Oh, for Pete's sake. But you know what I mean. Or yeah, he just couldn't go to class and grade students anymore. Yeah. Uh, so we go back to Asgard. Um, Thor's friend built up the nerve to go talk to Odin, except Odin's not sitting on the throne anymore. Um, Sif really asked to end, uh, like, she she's adamant that Loki needs to end Thor's banishment and bring him home. And there is no way in fuck this was ever going to happen. No, but you know what? His reasoning he is makes solid. Sense, though, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, it does. Because especially if you know that his dad's definitely going to wake up, you can't just undo everything your dad did. Sleep. Yeah, I was going to say, if you are, at least not right out of the gate, like Loki said. He said, that can't be my first thing. Yeah. So yeah. even if you want to do it, you can't do it right away. Well, because you right, right off the bat that you think your dad wasn't doing the right thing. So that wouldn't work. That, that actually made sense to me. Loki made lots of sense to me. Well, yeah. <laughs> not Probably a red flag. Be, not only would it be spitting in the face of Odin, but also it would undermine uh, his authority over the Asgardians. Well, yeah, we know, but... Yeah? No, I'm... I'm Loki's good. Okay. Hey, why, I'm trying. Why, 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 why? Um, and I'm so very manipulative. <laughs> So, um, Skarsgård goes to email uh, a friend from a bookstore, uh, and while he's there, he finds a, a child, a children's book on Norse myths, uh, and this is his uh, this is his proof that all of Thor's rantings are bullshit. Well, um, it, it bothered me a little bit. Like everybody knows who Thor is, even if the, these movies didn't happen, wouldn't everybody know about Thor? I mean, Norse myths are pretty, pretty common. It's it's yeah. hard to say because you know you hear a lot about Greek and Roman, but you kind of gotta look a little bit to get to the Norse mythology. Yeah, because you think about everybody know you, you, the first the, when you first say mythology, who are the names that people typically come up with? Uh, well, I'm not the person to ask about typically. No, that's fair. Zeus and Ares and yes, uh, and, and Pluto. Yes, those guys. Yeah, like I said, I don't know what the. I'm not sure with 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 the Greek with which one is the Roman counterpart. But yeah, Zeus and and those guys. Yeah, I don't know. I just I just feel like um, it's weird that he didn't just know who he was talking about when he said. I would I think that, that that he would though, Stacy. We're not talking about your average, you know, he's not your average guy walking the street. So I would think that he would because, you know, him being interested in a variety of things. So yeah, I would, I would think so. I agree with you on that. Are you sure, Jay, that he was using this book to say, see, this is all bullcrap? Or was he saying, oh, this is what he's saying? Uh, both. He, he, he saw the book. He recognized the names. And then used that as to say, obviously, this is not the real God of Thunder. So it's, it's bullshit. Yeah, I feel, like, no I feel like uh, it's just a myth. Natalie Portman took it a different way, though. She did a little bit. She tried to explain it as uh, if these people did come to our world, people of that time would have treated them as gods. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which is basically the truth in this world. Sure. Because I mean, I'd I buy that. She was kind of on all lots of science facts starts off as science fiction. Yeah. Yeah, I think she was going on that. Um, we get a right. scene where uh, Freya is talking to Loki. Uh, not, in the not, not Freya. No? Her name's Frigga. 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 Well, Frigga that. <laughs> uh, we get a scene where Frigga's talking to Loki. Uh, and the crux of that scene is she tells him that there there's a purpose for everything Odin does. And Loki didn't seem to like the fact that she told him Thor was banished to Earth on purpose. Well, yeah, because it should make him nervous. <laughs> there. Um, then we see the compound that S.H.I.E.L.D. is built around the, the hammer. And you were a little surprised by the, the size of this compound? Well, and the speed at which it was uh, built. It seemed a little bit over the top. Yeah, this, this rings true to me. As as a guy with Army experience, uh, the first thing we, we do is we set up camp and, and start controlling an area. Uh, and so building building tents and, and uh, a headquarters just quickly uh, and, and uh, massively. But after all that, it still was just plastic. And all he had to do was rip through it. Well, that's fair. Um, it wasn't terribly secure. The and it seemed to be very, very big considering what it was what it was protecting. Yeah. And it just seemed to be like, I would say a good three times when it should have just been twice. Well, but they're they're doing a lot of uh, a lot of monitoring, uh, analysis. They're trying to figure out what the thing is and move it. Okay, okay. Um, so there's a lot of equipment that needs to be protected from the elements, but also we uh, they're all their guns. <laughs> sure, but also we need to protect this site from other people seeing what's going on. And if they're doing lots of different things, you know, you got to have a lot of different specialized personnel because, as you know, soldiers can't do everything. Oh yeah, and <laughs> once you start getting too many people, you need people just to sustain the people. Right. Yeah. Ugh. It becomes a thing. And this is why our military budget is so huge. <laughs> shout out. But I'm not mad at that, Stacy. I do want to give a shout out to the guy who seemed to be running the compound. Uh, I don't know that we get his name in the movie, uh, but this is Agent Stillwell. Uh, Jasper Stillwell. Oh, yes. I recognize. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Jasper Stillwell is... Well, we'll see him a few more times, especially if we when we watch the shorts. Uh, but he goes back to early Iron Man. Jasper Stillwell is like if a Boy Scout got elevated to the FBI without <laughs> without any in between, right? Okay. Like, he's he's so eager to be the best Shield agent, and he's he's like he chases Nick Fury around like a puppy dog, trying to be like him. Um, and he reads, he quotes passages of the, the S.H.I.E.L.D. manuals, and he's always talking about a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent is already always ready for this, and a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent is ready for that. And he's just, oh he's adorably eager. <laughs> um, 
Mm-hmm. And he spends a lot of time in the early Iron Man books uh, helping uh, Tony Stark uh, integrate into S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, and it's it's really good to see him in here. He's actually probably my favorite S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Okay. And that includes Black Widow and Hawkeye, just to be clear. Okay. <laughs> and speak, speak of Hawkeye. Yeah, we'll get to see him in just a second. Uh, so Thor breaks into the compound. He takes out some minions. And um, Coulson calls in Hawkeye and tells him to go to the high ground. Uh, so this is our first time seeing Hawkeye uh, in the MCU, isn't it? Yes. Yes, he did. Yeah. I, I thought he was already at the high ground. Yeah, no, he, he had them, like, raise him up on a on a crane. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. But, yeah, this is the first time we see him. And then Thor runs into a, a bigger minion, and they end up doing some mud wrestling. Because this scene just begs for rain. <laughs> well, of course. I mean, they did it in Lethal Weapon. Why wouldn't they do it in Thor? Right. You know, and once again, basic cute guy. Well, throw some water and mud on him. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here trying to figure out who that huge dude was. Yeah, I had no clue. Had you seen it? Did you recognize him or anything, Stacey? He looked familiar, but I don't know who he was. Because I know lots of times you recognize, you know, hey, I, that dude was in this. Yeah. If this was a 1980s Marvel movie, he would have been a pro wrestler, but I don't think he was. <laughs> and I, I didn't recognize him at all. No. So Thor wins the, wins the fight. Coulson tells... Uh, Hawkeye to hold off for a second. Um, and Thor goes to grab the hammer and can't pick it up. So, S.H.I.E.L.D. arrests him and we get a shot of Hemdall uh, looking really sad. Why? Because surely he's got to know that um, as long as he's been in service to Odin, surely he's got to know that it can't end like this, right? Well, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, to like right now, Odin's asleep. Shithead little Loki's on the throne. Uh, like the entire world is is going wrong. Okay. Okay. And the one thing that would make things better is if Thor would just get his shit together and pick up that hammer. Um, and when he doesn't, uh, that's probably a pretty bad sign for the world. And I imagine Hemdall uh, seeing Lo- seeing Thor fail, that's going to be a blow. Okay, okay, okay. All right, make sure, okay, I get there. It makes sense, it makes sense, it makes sense. Um, so Coulson does a really great job interrogating Thor. Yes, he, gets, he does. Like, Thor just sings like a canary. Oh, no, that didn't happen. Nope, nope, it didn't. Thor just stood there and stared at him like, why are you still talking to me? Mm-hmm. When he was going through all of this stuff, and like, like, like I told you, I, I mean, there is that's one of the reasons that I like Colson. There's, there's others, but that was definitely one of them. No, yeah, this doesn't show uh, all of Colson's talent in this scene. It makes him feel a little ineffectual. So after Colson steps out, Loki shows up, and this is where Loki makes his big mistake. Now let me ask you: Loki can do a lot of magical things, right? Mm-hmm. Now, when he when he saw when he came in with Thor, was this an astral projection or a true uh, teleportation? Because he can do both. Yeah, I I think this is an astral projection. 
Well, then again, later he goes to try to pick up the hammer, right? Right. And he would have had to be, he couldn't have been astral to pick up the hammer. Yeah. Well, plus so, nobody could see him either, so. Yeah, but he can make himself invisible. Um, right. He can. He's, got, he's got tons and tons of powers. Based, based on the little mini wormhole that opened when he popped up, I'm thinking he was really there okay. talking to his brother. I don't think I saw the wormhole. So. I didn't either, Stacy. Yeah, there was a little he bit of just, a... No, he was just there. Yeah, there, I feel like I remember there was a little bit of a, a, a disturbance of some kind. Just very well, briefly. Well, was when he came back there. Mm. When he was like, on a little bifrost no, thing. I, because he went to go pick up the hammer, I'm going to have to say this is really him. Okay. Uh, the thing about Loki is he has the power of plot. So yeah, He's what? He has the power of plot. Right. So if they needed that to have been an astral projection, it would have been an astral projection, even if it didn't completely make sense. Okay. Okay. Because I was I was going through my little index of Loki powers and going, okay, if it's astral, he can't pick up the hammer. But if it's really him, how come all of those people are walking around and they can't see him? Well, unless he teleported and then did invisibility. Yeah, he can um, he can make himself invisible. Yes. Uh, he can also like soup up other people's powers. Loki's powers are they really are just whatever the plot needs. <laughs> and I, I like I, I know I know like I said I'm not kidding you. I wrote his powers down. And I got a page. <laughs> he can do all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, that's why. Yeah, I was, that's why I was asking. I was just wondering about that. Like I said, because I know he can do both. But I, I see what you're saying. Whatever, since he's got the inventory of powers, whatever the plot wants, that's what Loki does. Yeah, it, it really is. I, and part of that is because he's a bad guy, right? So right. They've got to they've got to keep ramping up uh, the challenge to Thor. He got to keep coming up with new ways to give Thor a bad day. Because you know, it's my understanding that he graduates in name in the comics as well. Um, that he doesn't stay Loki. Yeah. Um, he he does sit on the throne a few times. Now I've only read I am I am in the middle of 1969. Okay. So there are a there there is a lot of Thor to come for me. Okay. Um so I don't I don't I don't know these stories like I know the X-Men. All right, all right. Well that yeah, they're like I said, I just you know, just the stuff, just the stuff that I've read and everything, because I really, when I met Loki, I really got into it. Hmm. I did, so I was like, yeah, I want to know all about him. And am I going to see him again? And all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, Loki, he's going to be pretty important to uh, to the plot going forward in the MCU for quite Thank some time. So. so, back on track, Skarsgård shows up um, and uses the, the uses the Dr. Don Blake alias to try and get Thor out of Shield Prison, they know this is bullshit. They they know this is bullshit from the beginning, uh, but Coulson wants to see what happens when he lets him go. Apparently, apparently, because don't they see that little fake thing on the screen? Yeah. Now, well, I mean, they know that he's not going to talk. All right. That's so fair. Sometimes the best thing to do is just to follow somebody home. Mm -hmm. That's a solid strategy, I think. Agreed, agreed. And so Skarsgård's plan to uh, 
to make things better is to go to the bar. <laughs> they get drunk and Thor has an existential crisis. <laughs> and they, and don't they do that? Let's get them out and measure them thing via drinking beer? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thor's chucking his card cards like, I, I can't keep up with that. And while... While the God of Thunder is getting drunk, Loki goes off to visit his bio dad. Mm-hmm. He admits that he was the traitor, not that any of us doubted it at this point. Did, didn't you guys expect him to be like, hey, guess what? Uh, I'm your kid. Give me the throne. One throne at a time. Well, I, I mean. Yeah, because I got to say, I was surprised what he ended up saying. Yeah. Was like, because, hey, I'm the kid. I'm going to sneak in. Yeah, I fully expected him to be like, I'm your long-lost son. Don't you want to be nice now? I don't. Okay, so knowledge is power. Yeah. He would not have gained anything by telling him that. that. Well, so you're saying that Loki just doesn't have a heart at all? He's, uh, He's just all about becoming king? I I think that Loki cares more about the the end than the uh, the people he has to crush to get there. Okay. I disagree. I think once again, too, too often, because his feelings of inadequacy sometimes get so strong, he steps on those people. Okay. Well, this is why we have a Loki defender. <laughs> <laughs> All day long. <laughs> but I do. But well, I mean, you can you can see you can see why he acts out the way he does because you're like, dude, you need to talk to somebody because your self esteem is low. Yeah. Well. Yeah, it seems like his dad really was making it that way. Not um, mention standing beside Thor. Come on. Yeah, but uh, so that's why I'm confused because. He finds out he is actually the firstborn son of another king. I'm just kind of surprised that he wouldn't go there and say, uh, I'm your kid, uh, take me in, and then and then be king shit of everything over there. Well, it but- seems more like the competition with his brother is way more important than beating his brother at being king is more important than actually being king. Well, but part this, of it is also, I think, being his brother for his daddy's love. Yeah. I think that's a big part of it. And that wouldn't do him any good, Stacy, if he went over to the um, Frost Giants and was like king shit over there. Yeah, but then he'd have a whole daddy all to himself. Yeah, but, but that's not the daddy that he loves. Yeah, he doesn't want the daddy. He, I, I think he wants the throne. If he uses his Frost Giant daddy to kill his Asgard daddy, he has that throne. And then, when it's convenient, he can be like, hey, Frost Giant daddy, BT dubs, I'm also the prince of Frost Giant land, so uh, now I get two kingdoms when you die. <laughs> well, okay, okay. You know, that works. That yeah, works. It, it actually does. Frost Giant daddy. I like it. <laughs> I, I like Loki like, hey, I'm coming for all y'all. <laughs> I like it. So when Loki gets back, um, Hemdall calls him out. Okay. Yeah, he does. 
So uh, Thor carries Skarsgård home uh, on his shoulder. That was so adorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he has a nice fireside chat with Jane. Because her place was messy. <laughs> and small. I mean, it was a trailer, wasn't it? Yeah, it's like a... Like a camper? Uh, yeah. It was still dirty? It was. <laughs> plus, it's basically like, you don't want to talk to a guy like that in your bedroom. Okay. You know? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play down, but why not? It's awkward. I mean... Why is it awkward, Stacey? He's not getting any. That's she had to get him out of the bedroom to make sure of that. Yeah. Okay. I okay. Mean, okay. I mean, you don't just have some, especially a dude you're attracted to. Oh yeah, out. because we gotta remember that he's basic, handsome, you know, yeah. blonde, blue-eyed, buff, just at rain. Okay. Hey, plus, he's a god. Gods have track records of going all over the world making bastards. Uh, especially these gods. Demigods, that's right. Aren't those the um, halves? Aren't those, those the half and halves? Yeah, like well, like Hercules. It, if you know your Tho- uh, Loki uh, lore, that dude is a giant whore. Actually, um, I do know a little something about that. A little something, something yeah. about Loki. He, he, uh, he is a bisexual bestiality freak. Uh-huh, he takes all kinds. Yeah. Yeah. Um and uh, Thor, well, adventurer, uh, I say. <laughs> and and <laughs> Thor, Thor does his own um his own stuff. I, I none of it was really like it. It didn't stand out enough for me to really remember like Loki's because Loki like turned into a horse, and you know there's a whole bunch of stuff. I don't want to tell the story because it's a little bit much. Yeah, but, but I was like on top of everything else, Stacey. He's a freak. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I I wouldn't let him into my bedroom. Either one he of makes them. Me, he makes me laugh, so. <laughs> now you wouldn't let you wouldn't let uh Thor or Loki into your bedroom. Neither one of them. You know who I like. <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, uh, my husband. That's why that why do you think I said he can come in the bedroom all he wants to? He's not getting any. <laughs> Still awkward though. Yeah. What was awkward was though was that box of cereal. Yeah. She should have cleaned that up. That was that's so something I would do. Be like, oh crap, somebody's coming. <laughs> you do. Yeah. Like like somebody's coming. Grab your shit and fling it somewhere. And yeah, and just put just put it in a cabinet. It doesn't matter which cabinet. Yeah. Well, you pick it up and put it away later. No, no. I see. I like to keep my stuff at a certain standard of clean, just in case shit. Oh man, when our when our kids were little, though, uh, if Sarah was gonna come over, I'd yell, "Sarah's coming over!" <laughs> and the kids would grab all of their stuff, and instead of running upstairs to put their stuff in their bedroom where it was supposed to be, they would put it just inside the door in the garage. Oh wow! And. There was one time, you know, I didn't need to go into the garage and it had been a while since I've been in there. And I went out there to get something and it was an avalanche of kid stuff, <laughs> um, and, which took us like three days to clean because those kids were crazy. But yeah. So, I mean, it became a habit for a little while there. Yeah, No, um, like I said, even, even with the kids, even with the kids, we always, um, always kept their stuff pretty straight. Well, Tyler... Was no problem because you know um, she's um, obsessive obsessive compulsive personality disorder. Yeah. 
So if her box is to the left too far, it's not going to work with her. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Her, her spotless. But yeah. yeah but our, our kids were chaos personified. So. Yeah, you know Bevan was a slob. <laughs> I'd have to get after him to do it, but yeah. Yeah. But anywho's, I can see that. Uh, you Like I said, you, but would you live in that little small camper? Um, For a small amount of time, yeah. Not forever. She's got too much stuff. Listen yeah, there. and she, you know she's got to be making a decent living, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I, no, I don't think Jane is. Like, she's a research scientist. She's living from grant to grant. Yeah. But those grants are pretty, uh, they're pretty good. They're pretty good, especially with the high-level science she's doing. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of got the impression that she was, um, you know, that crazy scientist that has a theory that everybody else thinks is nuts and not even remotely true? Okay. You know, like... She's yeah. Doc Browning it. Yeah. That, that's the impression I got. I could or be like, wrong. Um, like Jodie Foster was in Contact? Yeah. Actually, Doc Brown and it makes sense, right? Because Darcy is the only one that even applied to be an intern. That's right. And yeah. She's not even in that field. Yes. What was her what was her major? Remember, she's not yes, she's not in that field. Oh because they mention it. They say what it is. Yeah. Yeah, they did. I just and can't I, remember y'all. So Jane Foster's uh, a fringe scientist that nobody respects. She ain't got no money. That, that yes. camper's the best she can do. Right. Agreed. Agreed. You're right. She's not making a big buck. She's no um, Dr. Tyson. <laughs> well, so, yeah. So yeah, I, didn't, I didn't think about it that way. But yeah, you're, that, that makes perfect sense. So Thor's friends get their shit together and decide they're going to go save him, regardless of what Loki wants. Um, Hemdall lets them through. He, he says he can't let them through because he's been forbidden to. Mm -hmm. But then he leaves his, his key in the lock and walks away. Right. Yeah, well, and his key doesn't ever stay in the lock. It's always on him, so it's made it pretty clear that he's definitely on their side here. Without being on their side. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, it's my duty to be loyal to the king. So I'm just going to step over here and, oops, look, I forgot my sword. And I'm not going to look back to see what you guys are doing now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we get a, a scene where Thor's getting a little domestic. <laughs> and then Loki wakes up the destroyer and sends him to go after uh, the. Um, and I, this robot, I had to, I had to look it up because I don't think they ever call it the destroyer in the movie. They do. They oh, do. do they? Yep. Okay. Um, no, I don't do they because I don't think they call it the destroyer in. Yeah, I don't think they do. Yeah. Um, Thor, while he's yelling about Loki, says. Uh, is yelling that that Loki sent the destroyer after them. Okay, he's telling on him. Um, I I remember that. Now this this is another out of the comics books um, creature. This is a basically an android that Odin created. Uh, that is just shy of Odin powerful. Like Odin's he, the only one that can shut this thing down. That thing is cool as hell. Yeah, they must have spent most of their money on on this guy. I agree. Um, at one point, he's bent over forward, and in order to get himself out of the situation, 
all those little rings that uh, are all separate all slide around so that now he's facing oh what's the what's the girl's name Stiff. yeah he's he's facing her and then can fight back um, well when he blew that fire that looked like it wasn't coming from anywhere inside the machine yeah yeah that's oh, all oh wow that's mm -hmm. all basically borrowed odin power okay yeah that was super cool it really was and that thing was ginormous too and it didn't look like a green screen or computer generated it looked real to me it sure did which is pretty impressive considering they didn't spend as much as i expected them to yeah, and they were able i like that they, i even like that they were able to get the scale right so you could see how just imposing this thing was yeah with no brain seemingly just doing <laughs> it. it that was great yeah. Mr. Ricky. He, he was definitely a jarhead. <laughs> <laughs> he certainly was. Now, he he trounces Sif in the Warriors 3. Um, he's smacking them around like nothing. Um, Thor tells them to go home and faces down the destroyer unarmed, unarmored, just base human level. Uh He's, he's ready to, to lay down his life uh, to protect those around him. Because he didn't do it on the Frost Giant planet. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is the moment where he he has learned humility and learned what he is there for. Uh, and he becomes once again worthy. Is this another one of those situations, though, where he... He has fallen in love, and being in love makes him um, learn his lesson. Because, you know, it felt, felt like he jumped in front of the destroyer to protect and save her. Mm -hmm. I mean... Jane. Jane. Because... I didn't get that, but keep going. Well, he didn't run <laughs> out there in front of his friends before no. they got walloped. It was like, you know, they all got walloped, and then he's like, oh, no, my girl's in trouble, and went out there. You know what I mean? Oh, that cheapens it. A little bit. It, absolutely. More than a little bit. But it rings true. But, it, yeah, it, that was for her. Yeah, because, you know, afterwards, he, stopped, he starts talking about how he's all about the earth and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah right. I, I don't disagree with you, and I don't like it that I don't disagree with you. <laughs> Well, you know, he should have been, um, if he was going to sacrifice himself, he should have done it before his friends got hurt. Yeah. Yes. And yes. and he didn't. Yeah. So He did kind of take on that, yeah, do whatever, but don't mess with little Jane now. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like if he hadn't found her, um, and if he hadn't, um, I mean, they didn't ever do anything, and he he was... You know, very hands off, but it was obvious that he was falling in love with her. Um, she was definitely falling in love with him too. So there was there was chemistry happening. I I feel like that that's what what was going on. Because see, I kind of felt like he was starting to fall for humanity as well. With him and Selden doing the beer thing and him being nice to Darcy, like I said, I just kind of felt that he was falling in love with Earth. Yeah, but they didn't show him getting to know any other humans. 
Fair. He he did not like. This is how I took it. He didn't like go to a large public place and see humans doing acts of good and 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 you know loving each other and whatever, and then fall in love with humanity. He met these three people, fell in love with one of them, and made friends with the other. Um, and then the only other humans he really interacted with that were ones that were you know trapped him and tried to stop him from getting his hammer back. Hmm. So well, I feel like this is still sense. this is still a very selfish version of Thor for me. I don't disagree. I can't either. Look at the way you put it. Like I said, I didn't that would wasn't what I would have came with. But now that you've told me and Jay, you're absolutely right. It makes it seem cheap now. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know if this is the boss fight because he ends up fighting Loki again later. Maybe there are two boss fights in this movie. Um, but if this is supposed to be the boss fight, it's over way too quick. Yeah. He he takes out the destroyer like it, it's not even a, a threat. Well, but well, yeah. I was gonna say because he he basically asked his brother to cut it out, and Loki really looked like he was like, yeah, okay, no. We're not going to do this. And then he did bomb him with the hammer after the hammer. Well, okay. So he had to die first, right? Yeah. And then the hammer. Did the hammer bring him back to life? The hammer or Odin's tear or he wasn't really dead. Okay. I didn't think he was really dead. It was the sacrifice that needed to trigger the worthiness. Whatever. Okay. So... Uh, he takes out um, the destroyer with the hammer, yeah, and like yeah. Thor's power. Yeah, absolutely. Because so, he, got, he got his Thor power back. Yeah. So, really, should we have expected it to be harder? I mean, Thor's supposed to be, except for his daddy, all powerful. Yes, but the destroyer is made of Odin's power. That, in I'm going to tell you in the comics, this fight between the destroyer and Thor. Was mm -hmm. like four books long. Oh. Holy crap! Are you kidding? Yeah, that's what they do. They're playing at each other. <laughs> that's they just, huge. They, they they well, actually, I think at the time they were only half books, so it's only twelve pages a piece. But still, it it took him four months <laughs> to to beat the destroyer. That's incredible. Uh, so you're you're coming back month after month, and then Thor wipes him out with with. Next well, effort in this movie. Yeah, in that case, that the movie would feel pretty cheap. <laughs> I, well, no, I don't think if you if you think about it, like like I said, because he went through that coma, death, worthiness thing that Jay said. When he came back, he was at the pinnacle of Thor power. Sure. Yeah. So he was able to just basically push him with his index finger. You know. Um, well, if you accept that, if you accept, like I say, when he's on his deathbed and got the old worthiness and Odin and all of that good stuff, that like when he first came to, he was like Loki, as powerful as Thor gets. Plus, Loki was in the process of telling him to stand down. So maybe that had a little something to do with it, too. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe because if Loki, if Loki was telling him to stand down, yeah, I guess that could possibly weaken the Odin power. While Thor was, like I say, Thor was aces at that point. Though. Yeah, that's the only way in my brain that I can make it make any sense. Yeah, so that didn't really feel like a boss fight so much. But no. um, but go ahead, Jay. 
No, that's all. I, I just, I didn't, I didn't like how quickly that fight went. Thor says, after, after the destroyer is dead, Thor says he'll defend Midgard. S.H.I.E.L.D. just gives Jane her shit back. Uh, see, that makes it even more like he did it all for Jane. Yeah. 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 You've, you've ruined this movie for me, but it's okay. Well, at least I am telling you. Because he wasn't like, like you say, Jay, he wasn't like, hey, I like Stacy was like, I've hung out with humanity and I see you guys are good and I'm going to protect you and everything. He's like, I'll protect you. Give Jane her shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. At least 13 times, y'all. And now I'm like, oh, okay. Um, and despite the fact that the movie should be over by now, it's not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It felt like that was the end. <laughs> uh, we go back to Asgard. Loki has let the frost giants in. There's a little bit of a fight there. Thor shows up and helps. Uh, but really what I take away from this uh, scene, Loki ends up killing his bio dad to uh, really to protect his mom, I think, more than to protect Odin. Yeah. Yeah, probably. But you know, his mom taught him a thing or two, so. Yeah. Yeah, and we're going to see going forward uh, in the MCU that he, more than any other living creature, I think he cares for, for Frigga. Agreed. Well, she's his mama. Yeah. I mean, she didn't pit the brothers against each other. No. Um, oh. Mom, mama loves a lot different than daddy love. And it, boys tend to be more attached to their mothers than they are their fathers anyway. That is so true. I've talked to other people about that. Like, like um, sons and their moms, dads and their daughters. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, a, it's definitely a thing. It is. It is. Um, so Loki decides to uh, turn the Bifrost on full blast and just destroy uh, Jotunheim frost giant world um and then so he and loki fight or he and thor fight um and this is this is might versus uh this is brains versus brawn all the way uh -huh. loki's being tricksy thor's being physical yeah like you said a little might little magic yeah um and i don't know Isn't that when loki turns into like 18 people yeah 18 lucky's uh, <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but I grew up a nerd, and I always root for the, the brain over the brawn. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, Thor used his noggin a little bit here to finish the fight. Breaking the bridge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it was one way to solve the problem. Probably not how I would have done it. But, you know, he was he was trying to be smarter about things. Not just kill his brother and yeah. whatever. And and he he used his noggin a little bit by smashing some shit with his hamper. Well, listen, he's a man. You can't expect too much from him. <laughs> uh, Thor is the the personification of the adage that when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. That's fair. <laughs> now, now refresh my memory. Which one of these guys did Thor did uh, Hulk call a puny god? That will be Loki. Loki oh, okay. in the Avengers, uh, the first Avengers movie. Okay. I just I I, I wanted to to keep that straight in my head. 
Yeah. So when Thor almost when Thor smashes the Rainbow Bridge, uh, he and Loki both almost plunge to their death, mm-hmm. and uh, yet again, Daddy comes to save them. Yeah, I'm I'm getting some uh, my dad vibes from this guy. But see, this is why I maintain that it that a lot of it, like like you were saying, versus being king of everything, he was more wanting daddy's love more than daddy to love him more than he loved Thor, or at least for daddy to see him like he said he did. They're on an even playing field because he never did. Yeah. And despite the fact that Lo- Odin's there to save them. Uh, Loki decides to to plunge into the abyss, uh, presumably to his death. Yeah. And why? And why did you remember why he said he did that? His little thing at the his little thing at the end when he was telling when he was telling Dad, you know what? Yeah, I could have done it. It could have been me. And what does Odin say to him? No. Right. So that's why I say it's just you know he it I feel like it, at the end of the day it wasn't just the con- the conquering for the sake of conquering or just anything that like you were talking about Stacy whether or not he had an emotional bone in his body yeah I do think through I think that you could see hints throughout the whole movie and it kind of culminated at the end that above all he if he couldn't be better than Thor which he probably never could he wanted Odin to see them as equal. To tell him yeah. like he said in the beginning that they would they were both able capable of leading. That's how I feel. Um so Jane Foster waits about 15 minutes for Thor. <laughs> <laughs> I just need this entered in the record because later she's gonna be like, I waited for you forever. This is not the girl who waited. What do you mean? She she did not wait a lifetime. She waited 15 fucking minutes. Really? Really? For what? What are you talking about? Thor's Thor's going to come back yeah. years later, and she's going to be pissed because she waited so long for him. Okay, but in the movie, it's been five minutes. This is she, what I'm saying. She's, she, she's looking for him. She waited five minutes. She packed her shit up and left. But, but that's not what she's going to say to him. You mean in the, in the desert? What are you talking about? Just remember I said this. Okay, but listen. When when he's at the broken end of the bridge and How's Idris he supposed to come back, right? Idris Elba is is looking at Jane and saying, Jane is out there looking for you. Uh-huh. So she's there looking for him. Okay. So you're you're attacking her and I don't see why. You looking will. for him, Stacy, not waiting for him. <laughs> hey? Listen, I the way Jay's complaining here without really saying anything tells me that when Thor comes back, she's gonna be married with children, and it's <laughs> it's it's gonna be um uh uh Tom Hanks and and Meg Ryan all over again. No, it's not that. Stacy, it might even be raining. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I'm just saying it might be raining. So I'm definitely not gonna like her later then. No, she's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I I agree, agree, agree. (laughs) We end the movie with a touching father and son moment uh with Odin and Thor, uh where Thor 
finally realizes that he's just a little boy and he's got some growing up to do. Oh, yeah, I call bullshit on that. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then for our after credit scene, mm-hmm. uh, Skarsgård is in the basement of S.H.I.E.L.D. He runs into Nick's, Nick Fury, uh, who shows him the Tesseract. And then we find out that Loki's driving him like a puppy. Yeah, and now what did Loki use to do that? What kind of magic? I thought I wrote it down. But now that I'm looking through the end of my notes, I don't see it. Loki is capable of mind control. Okay. Okay. Did I, did I put that down? I'm t- I got a gazillion things. that he. But yeah, he is. He's able. Yes, yeah, so he's able of mind control. Yeah, so I figure that's how he got into um, Eric there. It's just he mind controlled him. Um, so obviously when he fell off the bridge, he landed somewhere. That afforded him the opportunity to regather his strength. Right. And not just not just regather his strength, but find Selvig and get his brain. <laughs> well, because he's always plotting, right? Hey, mischievous, mischievous. <laughs> so I definitely hadn't seen this movie before because this is the first time we see the Tesseract. Yes. Yes. Um, And, you know, I hadn't been paying attention to these movies every time they come on. I... You know, I drift off and, you know, my brain does other things. <laughs> so I didn't know where it came from or, you know, they were all of a sudden talking about it like this. It was this big thing. And I always felt like um, it's part of the reason I stopped paying attention because I like don't know what's going on. You know, <laughs> so it's nice to finally, you know, see that um, and be able to put details together so that everything makes sense later. And it will, you know, things are things have a crazy way of coming together. So I actually am glad we're doing this. So at least now it makes sense. So we are at the point where you tell us what your favorite part of the movie was. Um, well, oh, I just my brain went blank. <laughs> um, yeah, no, for real. My brain went completely blank just now. That's right. This is inside baseball for Gina. Because this is where I usually cut about five minutes of you thinking out of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm definitely an analyst. And, um, wow. Okay, what I would have to say. Go ahead, Stacey. Ready? Oh, I was just going to say, um, one of the things I, I wrote down that I really liked was the, uh, the I have no plans to die today okay. line. Um. Yeah, and his response, none do, none do. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. That was his. Actually, as much as I dislike Idris Elba, his character was really good in this movie. And uh, you know, I think I have to say that um, I think that Idris Elba was the best part of the movie. Wow. Okay. Well, because because he had he was a small part. But wasn't a small actor in it. Everything was very subtle, and he he um, he still helped the plot along because without him, some stuff wouldn't have happened. And he was snarky and funny without saying a whole lot, you know. And then at the end, when he busts out of the ice because he's just like, "Crap, uh, Thor needs me." He'd been standing there for how long, covered in ice, and wasn't even trying to escape. 
but then the call of his 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 you know not his king yet but you know his friend and future king was calling to him for help so he could come home and he was so upset about it that it helped him bust out of the ice and it looked really good it did so yeah there was um oh and as uh, did he throughout the movie didn't you think do what as did he throughout the movie they really did him well you know costume-wise a little makeup that they did um, the only other thing that, um, really tickled me was Thor going to the pet shop to get a horse. <laughs> Just well, a itty bitty. Um, but I'm really liking where they sprinkle, like, just ridiculous small bits of humor throughout the movie. Because, you know, everything's all serious, people are going to die, blah, blah, blah. Oh, Thor shows up to get a horse at a pet shop. <laughs> it was, it was hilarious. Yeah, I did. I I agree with you. Those fish out of water things that they just kind of threw in, they yeah. were actually cute and fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Gina. Well, as a guest, why don't you give us a best and then a worst, and then I'll I'll give us our my worst. Best and a worst. Best was oh, actually it's really close, really close together too. Best was Loki going to Odin, going okay. Tell me what what happened. Who am I and why did you do Worst is Odin just going into what seemed like narcolepsy with no context. <laughs> because yeah. until until now, I was totally like to, you know, to borrow from Stacy, what in the actual fuck? Right? <laughs> yeah. Really? Wow. Because it, there was no context. So yeah, best and worst. Okay, I, and what what's your worst, Jay? I think for me the worst was the destroyer. I what? Yeah. What? No, it was well. It was beautiful as a bad guy. It was killed way too quickly. Oh, that that okay. That thing could have been its own movie worth of a of a villain. Um, it is that big of a threat. I don't know if Loki needed to have used something else, um, or or what. But I it was. I hate that. It got wasted. Okay. Good. Yeah. Um, this was, I mean, this was a solid movie. I don't have a lot of nits to pick on the movie. It was not a, a spectacularly original plot. No. Uh, but it was definitely a well-done Thor movie. It was solid. And now we place it on the list, which I don't have in front of me because I've... we were recording right now. Yeah, I... Uh... I've got it in front of me, and you know, is it better than Iron Man? No. Um, is it better than The Punisher? Because it it was a good movie. It was there were funny parts, there were serious parts. I wouldn't mind watching it again. I would say, if you were going to add up all of the parts that needed to be fixed in The Punisher, well. No, I'm thinking of the wrong Punisher. Scratch that. Okay, let's do this. Was it better than Incredible Hulk? The Norton one? Yeah. Oh, no. I don't I don't know. Well, it was definitely better than the Fantastic Four. You liked that movie way more than I did, though. <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry. I really enjoyed the Fantastic Four. I know you're going to say it was better than Ghost Rider. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, so was it better than Fantastic Four? I'm thinking. <laughs> you know what? It was a cleaner movie. 
Yeah. Fantastic Four had some some problems. Uh, okay, better than Fantastic. so. Are you comfortable putting it between Incredible Hulk and Fantastic Four? So below Hulk, above four. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's where it goes. I think I think Norton beats out. I think Norton beats him out. All right, it's on the list. Oh, what was this? Twenty eleven. Yeah, how's that sit with you, Gina? It didn't take you guys nearly as long to get there as I thought it would. <laughs> <laughs> well, because uh, here's why. Because it was more rewatchable than Spider-Man 3. Okay. For me. I, I don't think it was as good of a movie as the, the Iron Man movies. No, I don't either. No, so, I, I, would, I would tend to agree with that. Because, I mean, I'm not... I'm not mad at you for saying that it was basic because like Jay says, there was no, you know, extraordinary this, that, or the other. And I think Iron Man had a little more of that. Yeah. We're still talking about a solid movie. But yeah. but yeah, it was a solid movie for um let's teach you about the world and this character. And well, it's considering it's, the endeavor is a smart way to go. Yeah. It, oh. if, if they have a you know, a light plot so they can focus more on details, then you're not getting overwhelmed with details and figuring out complicated plots and stuff. It's it it was well executed. No, when when Thor comes back in the Avengers, mm -hmm. you know exactly who he is and you root for him. And when Loki shows up in the Avengers, you know exactly who he is and you want to rip his face off. Or his clothes, depending or on Or his clothes, I was gonna say <laughs> Close. Oh yeah, our our daughter is obsessed with Loki. Uh, you um, know, you know, you know. I love your daughter both, right? Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. He's her dude. Okay. Um, at first, I thought you were talking about me, and I was like, "What? Loki ain't getting none either." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that one was actually pretty easy to to place. I you know I don't I don't agree with where X two is on the list, but that one's there for Jay. Hmm. Well, because I don't agree where Punisher is on the list. So what? It's number three. And Jay, you're kind of partial to X Men. Oh I yeah, I am. I I totally get that from you. Absolutely. Yeah, X Men is my jam. It always will be. And I try to temper my love for X Men uh, as I put these ratings on. But X Two is just a really, really good movie. Yeah, here's the thing. This is how well he's tempered his uh, his undying love for that storyline. Electra is actually above X3 and X-Men. Wow. Um, on the list. Electra was way better than it had any fucking right to be. <laughs> it really was. I I was so scared to watch that movie because as bad as she was in Daredevil... I thought this was going to be absolute torture. And maybe that's why we thought the movie was better. Maybe. We were expecting it to be dirt. I totally understand because I was off the girls for a long time. And I am just now, because I might have to watch it, because I really am just recently giving the gals a chance. It was, you do not have to watch uh, Daredevil in order to watch Elektra. Okay. Matter of fact, it'll probably help you to not watch okay. it. Uh, it, it and Daredevil, Daredevil, correct me if I'm wrong, Daredevil was being athletic, right? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, 
it was it was a lot better than than either one of us expected it to be. There were only a couple of things that I didn't like about it. Okay. But they were they were things that are kind of inherently comic booky. Okay. So that's more of a me thing. Now, Jay, were those the things that you liked about it? The inherent comic booky things that Stacy's referring to? I like I like what I liked about Electra was its uh, internal consistency. Um, and yes, there were, there were some comic booky stuff, but more importantly, it it did the characters well, it did them justice. And the only ridiculous things were ridiculous because they were comic books. Yeah. They weren't exploited. Um, like the time where she jumps up and stabs through the roof of a building Mm -hmm. That, that wasn't exploited so much as... There's a, she's got powers, kind of deal with it and move on. Hmm. <laughs> now, it was now here's my question because I just saw Jennifer Garner in Butter, which I adored. Butter, to, huh? Butter, yeah. Have you not hmm. seen that, Susie? No, no, I think you would really like it. As with me and you, the way me and you talk, I think you would really like it. Jennifer Garner's in it, and the dude that you like from Modern Family. Okay, uh, I'm uh, looking it up. Yeah, it's about butter carving and some more stuff. Hugh Jackman is in it. Oh, okay. Check it out. Jennifer Garner actually went to the little state fair or whatever to actually apprentice with real butter carvers. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. It oh, is my goodness. such an awesome movie. And uh, now you guys tell me what's coming up next. Well, Ooh. we... Uh... We're going to stick with some Hugh Jackman. Okay. Uh, and we're going to give my mutants a chance to uh, climb that list a little bit. Right. Uh -huh. Because we are going back to the X-Men, um, Days of Future Past. Ooh. Oh, is this the, this the one where we go back in time? Yeah, this is the one. Uh, it's going to have the old cast and the new cast. Um, so we'll get a little bit of Patrick Stewart, but we'll also get some McAvoy as Xavier. They're all about Fast Bender. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I can't do... wait. I can't wait to listen to that one, you guys. Uh, I really like James McAvoy. He is he is an incredible actor. I. What I, was that movie where he was like eight million people? Uh, yeah. Split. Split. Yeah, McAvoy is amazing. Uh, we've still got Hugh Jackman as Logan. Mm -hmm. uh, we get Jennifer Lawrence doing a much better Raven Sinclair. Yeah, she. Yes. Well, I'm excited to watch it now. I like yeah, it now. I, think I am. I am very anxious to see what you think of it because Jay of those those three, there is three, right? There are so many X Men. We there's, there's no, no. Three. I mean, no, no. I mean the three with the the three that uh, involve, um, for example, involve McAvoy and Fassbender. Uh, oh yeah, of the. The first class X-Men. Yeah, the, the pre, the first class. Is, is, is there three? There's four. There's three or four. It's. It... Let me see. There's first class. There's Days of Futures Past. There's Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix. Is Apocalypse with the with the old ones? Yes. Okay. Uh, yep. Uh, Apocalypse. You're gonna see McAvoy and Fastman. Yeah. I don't. Re I don't remember liking Apocalypse. Uh, although, like Apocalypse is my favorite X Men villain of all time. Okay. Um, so I don't remember. I don't remember why I was disappointed, but I remember. You know, Jennifer Lawrence. Too? 
What's that? I said even with Jennifer Lawrence too. Yeah, um, I expect a lot from from that villain. Okay. But that's what is that's several months away before we we have to break our hearts with that. Okay. <laughs> well, I am. I because I, I, I will tell you definitely of those Days of Future Past was my favorite. Days of, Future, Days of Future Past is a really good X Men story. It those are some. When it comes to historically significant comic book arcs, mm -hmm. uh, Dark Phoenix, The Killing Joke, The Death and Life of Superman, Days of Future Past is up there in the top ten. Wow. It Why is, have I heard of The Killing Joke? The Killing Joke is the uh, Batman arc where the Joker kills Robin. Okay. It is historic. I should not have heard of that because I am not a DC chick. Neither am I, but you know, I, I'm in the zone. Well, you're not a chick, Jay. <laughs> she got well, you there. Yeah, I knew I'd have one. There. <laughs> uh, uh, but I mean it's it's in the zeitgeist. It's it's like um it's like Watchmen where people who aren't even super familiar with comics have heard of it. Okay, okay. Okay, because like I said, I was like, why does that sound, why have I heard of that? There, I knew it was something significant, yeah. or again, else I, I wouldn't have heard of it, but, you know, because like I say, DC and me just don't, we can't play together on Saturday nights. No, I don't, I don't care for DC either. <laughs> no, no. Um, although, I gotta give props to the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy. The only one of those I liked was the, the one Heath Ledger was in. Uh, the yeah. Night. Yeah, but that was just because of Heath Ledger. Yeah, his Joker was amazing. The, the I thought the whole movie was incredibly well done, y'all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How old? How old was was Rose when she was running around pretending to poke pencils into people's eye because of that movie? Oh wow! Want to watch me make this pencil disappear? Yeah, she um she likes bad guys. Okay. Um, now, especially, bad guys are misunderstood. Bad guys like Mama. You misunderstood bad guys. Yeah, um, she's the, very the more, into the psychology of of them. The more complex the villain, the better for her. Oh, good, good. Yeah, good. but I did with um, the, yeah, the Dark Knight was definitely my fave. But we did the super geek thing. And went to the theater for the premiere of uh, the very last one. I can't now. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, they had Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and what was the third one? They had Bane in it. The one with Bane in it. Um, yeah, one with Bane. In it. Dark Knight Rises. Yes, yes. Thank you. Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, we geeked out for the premiere, and at the movie theater, they showed all three of them. Oh, wow. Yeah, building up until midnight. Midnight was the premiere of The Dark Knight Rises. So, yeah, before that, they showed The Dark Knight, and before that, Batman Begins. And, yeah, me and John went. We I think we got to the movie theater about 11 or 12 noon or something. That was one of the best times I've had at the movies because there was nobody but diehard seeing three in a row, right? Yeah. And it was in, everybody was into it and everything. It was in, also the longest time I've spent at the movies in one trip. Yeah, I bet. y'all. Phenomenal. Like I said, I don't even like DC. That sounds like it would be a lot of fun. 
it was, was like you know how it is with like minded and you know how it is when the tribe gets together. Yeah. It was superb. But definitely watch Butter and y'all let me know what you think about it. Okay. And Jay, I'd still like you to see some non Sam L Sam L stuff and see if I can change them on. Yeah. yeah. I I, I, I told him we need to I watch won't. we own shoot the uh um oh my god, what is wrong with my brain? Um, the long piece tonight? Yes, we own that one. Um, so I want to get him to watch it. Because that was the first time, one of the first times that you saw a truly badass chick in Gina Davis. Yeah. She didn't have I, any badass chicks back then. She was awesome in that movie. She was so awesome. I've also always really liked her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been in a bunch of stuff I love, so, um, I'm all about watching that again. Yeah, she was so good. And like, and now would you say that was a non-Sam L. Sam L. role? Um, or was it? Or was it a little Sam L? It's got a little bit of that flavor in there, but I would say, um, it's like you know how Johnny Depp has um his characters before he played in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, <laughs> and then then after he's a completely different actor. Mm-hmm. I, he's kind of like that in this. Um, I think that when he did, um, God, I hate my memory sometimes. There's one movie he did where he was just over the top and everybody liked it so much that he kind of just became that person. Was it Stitcher uh, No, it's, uh, you know, the Royale with Cheese movie, Jay. Oh, Pulp Fiction. Oh, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. I hated that movie. Yeah, me too. Um, and I, I think that, uh, I think that got him to start acting like that all the time. Okay, because I did. Yeah, and these, and you know, I think you might be right because these movies, all of those movies that I mentioned are before Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Because he and Holly Berry were crackheads in Jungle Fever. <laughs> and that's oh just my God. to see. Oh, I barely even remember though that movie. Well, they well, I tell you, Sam L and Holly Berry do crackhead very well. Yeah. Very well. And now and Black Snake Moon was a little trippy with him and Christina Ricci. Oh, that one I don't think I've seen. It's like, oh, it's it if you come across it, it's one of those like indie vein type films. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, it's just not every day that you see a chick chained up because he's trying to reform her. Oh, wait. Wait, no, I think I did see that movie. Oh, yeah, is that ringing a bell? Yeah. Yeah, I think I actually did, that That did ring a, a big bell. Yeah, wasn't it kind of trip? you know? Yeah, there was weird not stuff now, going on. Not the norm, for real, for real. Yeah, so we'll I'll, I'll get Jay to, to watch that movie and see because yeah. I think he just he's not big on that uh, big personality. And I understand. I totally understand that because I wonder if I would be big on him had I came to know him as Nick Fury. Well, I think he's he's pretty measured as Nick Fury. He's not over the top to me. I don't think he is. I, uh, you know what? He is. He is Nick Fury as Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. Nick Fury in the comic books is not uh, a quiet, reserved dude. Okay. He, Nick Fury in the comic books is, he's in your face. He gets shit done. You get out of his way. He doesn't care about the rules. He doesn't care about your feelings. He's just going to go ahead and accomplish the mission. And you can come along and help or you can shut the fuck up. Sounds like a guy you would like to be in a unit with. Well, like I told you, when they redid him and made him a black dude versus a white dude, they just, they pretty much modeled him after Sam Hill. Wait, 
Nick Fury's not black? Nick Fury originally. Nick yeah, Nick Fury originally was white. Um, oh. Yeah, but okay. Nick Fury was created in the early 70s. Yeah. As an NCO from uh, War Comics talking about World War II. Mm. Uh, he was. There was no way they were ever going to draw him as anything but a white guy. Yeah. It, it wouldn't have sold. So, I mean, remaking him and giving him some, some ethnicity, that doesn't bother me a damn bit. I just, I just don't like Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> well, we'll see if we yeah, can they change that. Keep those considering, the, considering it's like the new Nick Fury, the black Nick Fury came, you know, from Sam L. They were just like, who is one of the coolest dudes and everything out there? And they're like, okay, Sam L. Oh, yeah, let's make him, let's make him that. Let's do that. Yeah, they redrew Nick Fury in the comics. I think he's like his son or something now. He's like Nicholas Fury Jr. <laughs> I just the only reason I knew that story because like I said, Sam when when rather than Sam suing him for um using his likeness like that, he was just like, No, nah, I'm not gonna sue you guys, but you ever make a movie, you better come knocking. And they did that, that is wild that they did that. Yeah, they said they didn't know. You know, they didn't know you couldn't do that. I think they did. I think if they were on that level, even if they were doing comics, I say I submit they knew, and they just didn't think Sam L was gonna find out. Uh, yeah, they had to have known, don't you think? I mean, it's like Disney thinking they can do whatever. I yeah, yeah, whatever. They gave him a job. Yeah. I mean, he is he is that person for me. I mean, he I can't sure imagine. Is. Well, and we've got a job to do. We've got a few mm -hmm. movies to watch. Absolutely, absolutely. But like I said, I am. I really am gonna. Um, really am gonna enjoy you guys when, when we get to <laughs> Days of Future Past. I love it. Well, we'll get them watched, and we'll meet you guys back here next week. Sounds Perfect. good. Well, me, you will meet me back when you know Loki lover. Yep. Yes. So I will be on the horn again with more jokes, more trivia, and you know. <laughs> it's been nice having you. I totally enjoyed this. Yep. All right. So, uh, well, uh, Gina, we won't get to talk to you, but uh, you'll be able to hear us next week on Marvel Movie Night. <laughs>